everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Monday, June 19th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Monday. And joining me as always here on Cruise Control, my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Happy Monday. How's your day been? Happy Monday. It's been great because it's Juneteenth, so there was no traffic going to uh, work today. So that's always super exciting. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy a Juneteenth, everybody. holiday. That is finally a holiday. So I'm loving that as well. And I'm just going to apologize in advance. Both my dogs are in the room with me. So if you hear a little pitter-patter or tippy-toes, it's them. They're being very obnoxious, and I'm trying to keep them at bay. <laughs> They're good. They're good, though. They're really good. They're really nice. So they'll be good. Dogs. They'll be good tonight. And also joining us here on Cruise Control for the very, very first time, a good dear friend of the show, actor, writer, host of Film Vets. You know him, you love him. Check him out at Film Vets on YouTube. Paul Allen Dixon. Paul, welcome back to the program for the very first time, I should say. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for having me, Brian. I am doing great, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you to finally have a chance to talk about some stuff because it's been a long time. It's been yeah. multiple years, everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. We were in a play together uh, many, many moons ago. And, uh, you know, Brian's just, he came in and was the coolest guy. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I get to know this dude. And uh, he played you know, my father. <laughs> I, I was his dad. I mean, look at the resemblance, you know, but he uh, was but a, he was, he was young, young dad. So everybody calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what's funny? I actually got, I was in a uh, casting room and the casting director came out. I was just waiting in the waiting room and she's like, you look too young. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and she's like, would you have an 18 year old? I'm like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I, I could. Didn't I could. But no, no. I mean, if you want me to. That's like the question as an actor all the time, right? It's like, I can do that. You want me to do that? I can figure it out because that's how it rolls. It's like, that's will, what we do. We, we have fun. I will dedicate myself to getting a kid. Just give me this role. <laughs> Good me now. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been doing fantastic. Your career has been flourishing. He's been doing a lot of theater. And also, like, you talk about your stuff. Talk about what you've been doing, man. Give our audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, uh, lately it's been really great. I was in two episodes of HBO, well, now Max, Perry Mason, uh, which unfortunately got canceled, but the show's out there now into the ether. I'm in season two. I got to play a mechanic on that show. And then uh, coming later this year, I think next month actually, is season two of Minx on Stars, which was originally on HBO. And I'm playing a cop opposite Jake Johnson on that show. And so it awesome. was just, that was so awesome. And uh, nicest guy. And, uh, I've also got a lot of theater up on my uh, bucket list that I'm getting through. Uh, I just got a call back for Streetcar Named Desire, but I just finished Twelfth Night at the Shakespeare Company in Long Beach. And it's just been a wild ride, man. And uh, unfortunately, this the writer's strike has put things on a little bit of a pause. So I've been concentrating more on film vets and getting that together and also uh, doing a lot of video editing for actors, which has been great. So that's great. See, resilience. Yeah. That's what happens during a writer's strike. We get resilient, we make things happen, and we stay busy, right? You have to. And you've been yeah. super busy. It's, it's, I'm so happy you had time to come here today and just hang out with us and talk about some news because it's always fun. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk about anything. I, I'm, I'm a, such a movie nut that, and a comic book geek, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. 
<laughs> well, well, Paul, I gotta tell you, I got something for you. I got some breaking news. everybody the very first thing i want to dive right into is fubar because fubar has been picked up for a season two that's right netflix is like give us more schwarzenegger he will be back now if you don't want to know what this is but uh, it's about you know arnold schwarzenegger plays a cia operative called luke Brunner, who discovers a family secret that pulls him back to the field and delays his retirement plans now it came out with eight episodes on may 25th it's been doing great arnold made an announcement this past weekend netflix had a big event and he said hey we're coming back for a second season i can't wait and i think a lot of fans out there can't wait as well because it's a big show for netflix they also have a documentary called arnold they have out there too that they've been kind of just pushing about his you know, when he started bodybuilding, up to his acting, all the way through being the governor himself. So, and he wants to run for president, but unfortunately he can't. So, no governor president. I don't know what you can call that. But, yeah, Fubar. Fubar is coming back, everybody. I don't know. Have you, have you seen this, Paul? Have you seen this before? I've only seen previews, and I haven't watched the show. But after hearing that it got a season two, I think because Netflix just cancels shows so quickly that I'm just afraid to jump into something new. But since it's got season two renewal, I think I'm going to give it a shot and see what it's all about. Uh, I was told by someone recently it was like True Lies. Is that is that yeah. kind of yeah? yeah no, that I got I'm canceled. Big, no, no, not the show. Well, it's but kind of like movie. True Lies. Oh yes, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. There was a show mm -hmm. True Lies also. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that's, that's gone. Gone. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I think it's exciting because uh, if it's anything like True Lies, I love that movie. And uh, if it's anything in that vein, I'm I'm definitely interested. Yeah, this one is fun. I, I watched a little bit of it. Sabrina watched more of it than I have. And she was getting pretty hooked in it. Of course, to bring Arnold to TV is huge. And to keep him there, too. I mean, he must be having a fun time and just, you know, enjoying what he's doing. And, I mean, it's hard for film actors to do television. He's kicking ass doing it. Right, Sabrina? Uh, he is a Netflix chief action coordinator, so I am uh, oh, wow. not surprised that he is uh, <laughs> continuing on with FUBAR um, because now he works for Netflix, which is kind of badass. I, I was like, is this real? And I like had to like check five different sources and it is a position and he was hired about a month ago. So it wasn't before FUBAR, but um, he is now their chief action coordinator, which I think is wow. pretty rad because no That's one knows cool. action like he does, right? Um, yeah, and I have to say, like, right. I don't think he, I don't think he lost a step. Like it's still, he's still yeah. the same as he was. It's really fun to watch his, the girl who plays his daughter is really good. Um, and, uh, the guy who plays her, uh, her uncle or his, his like best friend in the field is also really good. You know, there's a couple of, obviously there's always like one character that you're kind of like with the, with the jokes all the time where you're kind of like, mm, I don't know if I need you here all the time. Um, but for the most part, it's a, it's a good cast. Um, and it's, it's fun. Uh, Jay Baruchel plays his, uh, daughter's fiance or husband or something. And he's super quirky and nerdy when they're dead. Oh, yeah, he was great fun when he shows up. Yeah. So there's a, there's he has a no idea. Things. Absolutely. Yeah. No idea what's going on. What? Neither does, oh, I like but Jay he's, Baruchel. you know, he's in his age or whatever age he is in real life or on the show. And like his ex-wife still doesn't know that that's what he did. His daughter didn't know that's what he did. Like. You know, so it's uh, it's kind of like she's mad at him for being secretive, but then she's doing the same exact thing to her family. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's fun. It's really fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. And uh, like I said, I don't really think he he lost a step on his on his journey there. So I'm I'm uh, I'm happy he's doing more work, and it's kind of cool that he's 
working with Netflix also. Also, hi, Ty and hi, GR. Sorry, I know I put your comments Hey, welcome up, back. I just want to say hello. Well, Sabrina, somebody that's not coming back because they're about to retire, they had enough, they're done with that step, it's Pat Sajak. Because Pat Sajak is stepping down from Wheel of Fortune after like forever, since 1981, that's when he started doing this. And he said it's time to step down. So who's going to take over for Wheel of Fortune? And apparently Whoopi Goldberg was like, I want to do it, but Whoopi's busy. She's got the view. Like, what's she going to do? Who's going to do it? Ryan Seacrest? Oh. Apparently apparently Ryan Seacrest wants to do it. That's the whole thing. Because Ryan Seacrest is not busy. Like, let's Well, I know, I know. But this shoots here in LA when he was doing live with Kelly. On the, he had to fly back and forth to the East Coast, to the West Coast, going back and forth. This, he has to go to Sony Studios, wherever it shoots, and just, like, step on stage and doing it. So it's probably easy. But, yes, he's a little bit oversaturated. But – he wants to do this. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Of course, it'll probably be like Jeopardy where they'll go through multiple people to find the right person. It might not be Seacrest or it might be. I, Sabrina, you're a fan of Seacrest, so aren't you? I mean, I don't know if I'm going to throw fan out there. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a po his poster on my wall, but um, uh, I, I think he's good at, at what he does. <laughs> you know, he's like the hardest working man in showbiz. He has radio shows and American Idol, and he was doing the the uh, Kelly, whatever the hell that was called, Kelly and somebody. Well, Kelly was, was it, Kelly and Ryan. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, but now it's Kelly like Moore because her husband's there. Uh, but what? Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't watch that crap. I'm not up early yeah. enough for that. Yeah, me either. Um, so, <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, but, but he just, he is always working, that guy. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. I, I could see it for sure. And I I'm bet just you happy the show. That you're happy what? The show will go on. That's all I was going to say. I'm happy the show will go oh, on. Oh, come on. They're not going to make that show not go on. I mean, they got Mayim Bialik hosting Jeopardy to everybody's chagrin, but that's still happening. Um, but I think that his daughter, Pat Sajak has a daughter, Maggie. I think that she probably will take over the Vanna White situation. And I think that her and oh. Ryan Seacrest would probably have a, a good dynamic. She took over once before, like when he had surgery in like 2020 or something. Um, and she took over for, for Vanna cause they both took off for that week or whatever. Um, and it seemed to go well. And she does, there's an app called live play bingo that, uh, she, they do like a tie in with wheel of fortune and she goes on live play bingo and like hosts that. Um, and in conjunction wow. with Wheel of Fortune. So I was surprised Busy. when you said Ryan Seacrest because I assumed that that they would just have her do it, but I think she's going to wind nope. up taking over the Vanna part. Ryan needs the work. He needs the work bad, everybody. <laughs> I know. God, somebody give this guy a job already. <laughs> Paul, do you think that it should be Ryan or do you think it should get somebody else in there? What do you think? I mean, you know, Ryan Seacrest has the experience. And I, I, I mean, I don't hate Ryan Seacrest, but I'm like, I don't follow his career. Uh, I think the main thing about it is I'm just excited Will of Fortune is going to continue and that somebody's going to step up. And uh, if it's not Ryan Seacrest, if he gets on the show and it just doesn't work, I hope somebody like Whoopi Goldberg does because I would love to see her on the show. Uh, but I'm just excited that's going to continue and that uh, I, I'm glad Pat Sajak's going out and saying, you know, I'm, I did my time. I'm ready to retire. It's it's done, but somebody can take over. It's not it's not like we're losing someone completely or they're passing away. So I think it's a great I think it's a great thing. And I think uh, I'll check it out. I'll check out Ryan Seacrest hosting because that could be great. It could be fun. Yeah. He's a great host. I get it. I get why they say let's go to Ryan Seacrest. They're probably like, can we get a Ryan Seacrest type? And they're like, why don't we just get Ryan Seacrest? I mean, you know, it makes <laughs> sense. So I agree with you, though. It's it's good that a show will go on, and hopefully it's great. 
I also hope something else is great, but I'm kind of unsure about it. And that's Will Ferrell playing John Madden. Because apparently he is signed on to do the David O. Russell movie, the adaptation about the career of John Madden. Now you're like, what NFL legend John Lennon played by Will? John Madden played by Will Ferrell? That seems weird. I'm like, I know, but it's happening. It's called Madden. Amazon MGM is doing this. And they're going to embrace, the NFL is going to actually embrace this film, they say. They're going to help promote it probably. They're not really going into a few details about what's going to happen. But they're going to find out and the NFL supporting it. And if you're wondering what this is about, after winning the Super Bowl, the stress of the job begins to destroy him. It forces him away from his dream job. And the film focuses on his friendship with Oakland Raiders owner Al Davis and how Madden found a second act that made him far more famous. And David O. Russell's doing this. So, yep, it's moving forward. But I heard it and I'm like, is it going to be a comedy? Uh, it can't be a comedy, right? It's one of those weird instances where Will Ferrell just is like, I'm doing a drama. We're going to have fun. I'm going to get into it and I'm going to play a different kind of character. Or, I mean, it has to be. If the NFL is backing it, it has to be. Right, Paul? It has to be. I, I, I want to say yes. I, I think Will Ferrell has this tendency to do a lot of comedy. He's great at it. But if you look back at his career, he's done some serious roles. And he's really great in them. I, I loved Stranger Than Fiction. I, so good. I, yeah. I, 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 I think he's got a great range. And if he's going to do something serious, why not someone that's that prolific? But I think... Uh, I just didn't expect Will Ferrell to play John Madden. It just, it doesn't look anything like him, but, uh, you know, I, I, I guess if you're going to pick somebody, yeah, sure. I mean, you're, he's a big get. And I think he's going yeah. to bring in a lot of people that would like to see a serious Will Ferrell movie, if that's the way they're going. And I think the thing that got me really excited was David O. Russell directing because David o. Russell. even, even though he's hit or miss, uh, I like a lot of his movies and I think he has a, he's talented, you know, no matter what his uh, on set shenanigans are, uh, he, is, he is a very <laughs> right. talented individual. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And uh, I'm, I'm positive Will Ferrell will bring some gravitas to it. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm guessing Sabrina's not going to be too on that same page, but Sabrina, what do you think about Will Ferrell playing John Madden? <laughs> I don't know. I just have a feeling. How I just have a feeling. You? You always try to put me in a box, Brian, and I don't appreciate it. Just because I like football and I like Will Ferrell doesn't mean I'm not going to like this choice. And I, I don't even I like football and I like this. <laughs> I disagree with one thing that you said, is that he doesn't look anything like them. Any picture that Brian put up there with the two of them, like, I totally see a resemblance. Especially okay. in the older years. Right. Okay, this one is this one's the worst comparison. Thank you, Brian, for not making my point. Um, but... Uh, he had two separate pictures up while you were talking, and they real—I really can see it. Uh, and I think that Will Ferrell is very talented. Like you said, he's done a lot of serious stuff as well. Um, I mean, even that the Shrink Next Door, which was painful to watch because it was so messed up, but he was great in that character. You know, he's uh, he's a very talented person, and just because he's so funny and he does that type of like specific slapstick, like not serious at all comedy. I feel like um, I feel like there's uh, some sort of a disconnect and people aren't buying into it because of that, because of Anchorman, because of Step Brothers, because of Semi Pro, because of Blades of Glory. Like, obviously, everyone's like, that guy's not going to be able to play, you know, John Madden in a biopic. But I honestly think that he 100 uh, percent can. And by the way, Brian just put up a picture of David O. Russell. And Will Ferrell, can you not put a picture of Madden and Ferrell next to each other? Please and thank you. Get me some glasses. Um, no. 
They totally <laughs> looked like each other a bit enough. Okay? They did. And people do they do I, tons of I stuff mean, with movie magic. So let's not let's not worry about that. Okay? There you I go. Mean, Look at I that. They, they're making the same ridiculous face in that picture. Uh, why can't I see right the pictures? Right? I want to see this. <laughs> see? You got, I, can't, I, oh, I can't see the be, pictures. I, I would love oh, you can't see the... You don't have the preview. Is there, the is there a button on top that says studio mode? Is there like a little toggle on the top of your boxes or no? No. No. Okay. No. Well, I thought I could... That's okay. I will I will imagine it in my, my brain. Uh, <laughs> Let's go on another, another window and put on YouTube. <laughs> I, I yep, wanted to yep, say though, yep. the whole thing about Will Ferrell being, you know, taken seriously. You you make a great point about that. I, I would uh, the, the best comparison I would make is like Jim Carrey is somebody you you see Ace Ventura, you see Cable Guy, you see the the Mask, and then eventually when he did something like Truman Show. That's when people started to take him more seriously. And I think, or I think Eternal has Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Exactly. Like that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Right, right. Yeah. And I think he I think he has the potential to do something like that. And maybe this is the film that will finally, people will be like, oh, I see now he can be taken seriously. Or he could do a slap, slapstick comedy with David O. Russell as John Madden. I don't know. No, it it be I don't think it's going to be good though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But that's the question everybody's been asking. Is The Flash going to be good? And The Flash is out, everybody. The numbers are there. And did it do well? Well, not so much. And I feel bad for everybody, Muschietti especially, coming forward and, like, directing this. And, like, if you watch the movie, I think the direction is amazing in this. And we talked about a little bit on Friday. We're doing a huge open spoiler on Wednesday. But I think Muschietti did a great job. Ezra Miller, I think, was great. They did a great job. But... It only made 55 million domestically, 75 overseas, a total of 139 million opening weekend. Now you're like, well, that seems like a lot of money. Well, everybody's saying that Black Adam was there like horribly. Well, Black Adam made 393 million opening weekend. So what's that tell you? Quantumania. Everyone's like, Quantumania wasn't that good. That made 225 million. Still better than this opening weekend. And, you know, it beat it beat Elemental. Elemental only made $29.5 million over the weekend. But still, for a big budget movie, $200 million, $100 million marketing. It could have been even a little bit more because of reshoots, you know. It's not a big hit. But then again, it could change. This is only opening weekend. Everyone always says it's done. It's over with. You can't make any more money. But like Ant-Man, the very first one, that had a very, very weak opening and had a huge run overall. Aquaman was the same way. Word of mouth sometimes spreads, but there's a lot of bad word of mouth about this too. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I personally enjoyed it. And I think that people should see it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Sabrina, I know you saw it too. What do you think about these numbers? Does this surprise you? Um, I'm not really a, a like, I'm not really a box office kind of gal, like number wise. Like I don't, I feel like you have to wait for the run of the film. Like maybe, you know, like this weekend was like, I mean, there's still a ton of people going to see across the Spider-Verse and maybe people are like, you know what? I'll see this now because it's going to leave theaters soon before I go see the flash or, you know, the transformers is out. still. like, you know, these action type movies, I feel like there's uh, still a lot of room for growth here. It did have a very good opening night. It had a better opening night than black Adam, uh, birds of prey, 9.7 um, million two. Like, you know, it had better, numbers than all of those movies for, for the soft open, you know, whatever, which is just the opening night, I guess, uh, is what they call it. The only reason why I know yeah, that Thursday is previews. We, covered this, we covered this the other day. And so I, I had to do my research, but normally like, I mean, I think you just have to wait. I saw it. We saw it on opening day. I thought it was really good. I think Muschietti did a great job. I think, uh, Ezra Miller did a great job. 
Um, there, I think Ben Affleck did a great job. I think Michael Keaton did a great job. I, and, you know, even, I don't want to yeah. throw out the spoiler, but that guy did a great job too. Not going to tell you who it is. Uh, Gal Gadot did a <laughs> Like it was, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And he, Ezra Miller played two characters. They did a great job. They did a great job doing that. And I, I think that um, there was a lot of scrutiny behind the film because of, you know, the controversial things going on with uh, Ezra Miller. I, I think that they are doing the work that they need to do to get their life back on track. And I hope that that is successful. And I hope that this movie ultimately is successful because it is really fun. And I, I really think it does a good job. We'll see. Only time will tell. What do you think, Paul? You saw it. What do you think about this? Are you uh, you think these numbers make sense? They reflect what you thought, or do you think that it should have made more money? I think it's a a huge indicator that, unfortunately, the DC universe needs a reboot really bad, and it doesn't have anything. I don't think it has anything to do with the movie itself. Honestly, I think the movie was great, I, and and there were a lot of people that didn't enjoy it. I personally did. I thought it was great. I saw it twice, and uh, I nice. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and. Uh, I can see where some people would say, I don't want to see this film because of my feelings towards the star of the film and the things that he's done outside of the film. Uh, and I respect that. But uh, when it comes to the DC universe in general, the numbers have been decreasing for each film. It seems, uh, you know, it, I saw black Adam's numbers were dismal. I, I think, I think it just goes back to this whole universe being just not working for the general audience. And I think, once James Gunn gets in there in 2025 and releases Superman Legacy, we're going to see if it works and if it was worth it. But I, I think they should do something like a reboot of this entire universe. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people worked on this movie for like, what, 10 years? And so it, it's long. just been, it's been, it, it started around the same time that the Flash TV series started. Yeah. yeah. And the Flash <laughs> TV series just ended. So it's just really, it really sucks. After and nine I, I, seasons, by the way. They got nine in. Yeah, nine seasons. It's nine insane. Seasons. And, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film and I was hoping that people would turn out and it's just, it's really disappointing. But I guess it's indicative, it, it, an indicator for this entire, you know, process being, you never know what a film's going to turn out to be. You never know if it's going to be a hit or not. You really just don't. You don't. You don't know what people are going to get the get to those seats and go watch it. You have no idea until after opening weekend. There's projections and all that. Like I said, projections were wrong. That just happens. You know, it's like you can only Shazam, imagine Shazam these numbers. Shazam did terrible, dude. Like terrible. Yeah. And like as soon as it went on to streaming, it was the number one movie on Max. Was on was it on Max? Max, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a number one movie for like three weeks or something ridiculous. Like so. You know, maybe people just don't want to go pay the money. I mean, I don't know. I hate that, like, you measure the, the success of a film itself by the numbers because I, I get it. But at the same time, there are so many movies that didn't do great that are great movies. Great movies. Like, really, yeah. really, really good movies. Way better than something that made a bazillion dollars, like, just because. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. I, it's kind of annoying to me. Especially with these superhero movies, movies like people are mad at uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania because it's a Marvel movie and it should have this Marvel opening and it should be like you know the Secret Wars or the whatever the, not Secret Wars I'm sorry uh, Civil War or you know what I mean like any any of these movies that were like huge um, they expect that from that because it's a Marvel movie now this is DC albeit like they don't expect those kind of numbers from a DC movie but 
at the same time, I think there's a lot of pressure on it because of, first of all, the whole Snyderverse situation um, and, and how that all went with the Justice League. And then also because of, you know, the issues surrounding Ezra Miller. I, I honestly don't think it could have been better, though. I, I think it was really people are getting down on it because of the CG and like one scene. It's like, get over yourself. Like, calm it down. Like, I mean, that's absurd in my oh, no. personal opinion. I, uh, people I, are gonna hate. I have to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to hate, though. They look Thank for reasons you. to hate it, you know? That's, you know, they look Haters for reasons. Don't. That's what it is. Haters <laughs> going to hate. And, and again, you know, I think also a big thing is, too, like Paul was saying, it's like this is the end of rebooting this as it is. So probably some people are just like, what's the point of going to see this anyway? So there's that. There's the controversy. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people did not come and see this, unfortunately. Thank you, GR. Good uh, example. Graham, go out the window. Back yeah. to the dawn of time. <laughs> it tanked. Go out the window. It tanked when it opened. Yeah, you know. I didn't it know happens. that. It happens in the movie. There you go. Wow. It happens all the time. Like movies will tank, and then sometimes they're great, and then movies will do great, and then all of a sudden they won't sell. I mean, it's a whole thing. You just don't know. It's again us throwing figures at a at a wall and trying to figure it out and hoping it'll be right. And of course, they wanted to make money. Tom Cruise wanted to make money, but it did not make what Tom Cruise wanted it to. I mean, yeah, like Mad least. Max. Mad Max, the, the one that they did with Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy, um, underperformed. But it won six Oscars. You know what I mean? Like, it it was... Fury, Fury Road is one of the best action films ever made. So I'll good. die on that hill. Under, underperformed so at the good. box office. Hardcore underperformed no. at the box office. But it won a bunch of Oscars. It was critically acclaimed. Like, there, there was so many great things about it that now they're making another one. Well, a prequel. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, prequel, yeah. It's, the, things like this happen all the time. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that The Flash is obviously Fury Road. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it's saying... Not, it's, it's definitely the, not. The measuring a film's success and capability and brilliance is not always uh compatible with the numbers on, on an opening weekend or on the run of of of, in, of what it is in the movie theater you know there's a great so many example that, to look at yeah a, a great example for me personally and i know a lot of people that enjoyed this movie that was a dismal box office run was john carter which was promoted right. terribly by disney but i love that movie i had a blast but it it just didn't make any money and you it, know these things happen it did not whether you I think like that, was that like, movie or not <laughs> I, I right i think that was like the last one i saw at the free sag theater before they took it away there was a theater oh. in north hollywood where you can go for free if you were a sag oh, member yeah, dude, that was and that best. was oh. yeah they had it for years and that was the very last what? movie i saw so they stopped it they stopped it a while ago but it was great you show them your sag card free ticket it was awesome oh, you I know hope they yep. bring that back my god it would be I, used to, I used to go all the time oh. all the time I don't know if they'll bring yeah. that back, but I gotta tell you, something y'all bringing back is Knuckles from Sonic and Knuckles because Knuckles is getting his own spinoff show, which we talked about not too long ago. But Paramount Plus is doing this, and now we have some more Again casting with the news pictures, that came Brian. out. <laughs> uh, more casting news that came out. Hey, you know, Dude, so that's segue. Carrie, <laughs> that's segue. I love He's segways. The king of segways. King of segways. I, I, I love segways. But Carrie Yules <laughs> is coming to this. Christopher Lloyd, great Scott, is coming into this. I don't know what he's gonna do. Hopefully, he's messing with Knuckles a bit. I hope he's like Knuckles, like best friend somehow. That'd be great. Uh, but these two are the big announcements that came out. You got Rob Hewer from uh, Bob's Burgers in here. Paul Shear from Veep. Uh, you know, Aegis Elba's coming back, of course, to be Knuckles. Woo! And Adam Pally is coming yeah. back to be Deputy Sheriff. So it's a, it's a big uh, it's a big thing, especially taking a something like Sonic. I think this is this is the first time we're branching in this area, a video game franchise that goes from a movie to a series and then back to a movie. I mean, it's 
it's huge. It's huge. I bet they're just loving it at Sega. Sega, you know, I bet they're just loving it. And Idris Elba is so good. I mean, right? So good. And I love this casting. I really hope that they're big parts, not just small parts, especially Christopher Lloyd. It was funny when he popped into Mandalorian. So random, but I loved it. So, you know, but random as hell. Sabrina, what do you think about this casting? Is this good for Knuckles? Are you surprised that they're getting these names in this? Or you think this is going to be a horrible show? No, I mean, I we all know I'm here for anything that Idris Elba is uh, is doing, period. I, I love that man. I just watched that 3,000 Years of Longing, which took me 3,000 years to complete, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it took you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a long time. Like, I was like, I'll watch another 10 minutes before I pass out tonight. But I watched the whole thing. I love that man. I think he is so talented and amazing. And speaking of that movie, I also love Tilda Swinton. No disrespect to George Miller or anyone on that film, but it just did, it did take me 3,000 years to watch it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm down. He was my favorite part of Sonic 2, to be perfectly honest. Um, he was fun in his his uh, blank, like, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, the Sega uh, Universe's version of Drax, like, a little bit. So um, I enjoy that, and I enjoy him, and I mean, I don't particularly think of Carrie Yules as a voice actor, but I'm I'm hoping he can bring his saw slash men in tights chops on down. Um, I'm excited for uh, Stocker Channing. What an amazing actress. I mean, geez, like, please, thank you. I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's totally, it's it, the way that they're setting it is that it's going to be in between that and the next Sonic movie, right? So they're come, also... Yeah capitalizing on the you have to watch everything situation, trying to get more money that way. So um, I think it's going to do well because people who are a fan of the franchise are going to watch it and they're going to want to be caught up when they go see the next movie. And uh, I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm here for anything Idris Elba all day. And oh, that, uh, that new Sonic comes Idris out. Idris all day. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and that new Sonic movie comes out December 20th, 2024. So it's not that far away. They're shooting this already. It might have been shut down again because of the writer's strike. Everything is getting Could shut be. down if it hasn't been yet. So, yeah, it's interesting, though. Paul, what do you think about this casting? Are you surprised? Are you excited? Did you like Knuckles? Well, you mean Sonic the movie. So yeah, I do yeah. like Knuckles, the character. And I, I grew up with Sonic. And... I wish I had liked the second movie better because it, it concentrated a lot on the, the, the like real people in the real world. And I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to see Sonic yep. doing his thing. Uh, yeah. Other, otherwise, I think Idris Elba as Knuckles was fantastic. And this gets me very excited because the cast looks amazing. And of course, I'm with you on Idris Elba all day. Idris all day. I, I want to show you. <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Idris all day. Uh, but I, I really love I really love the cast, and I think uh, I think I am more interested in this than actually the next Sonic movie, to be honest. Me too. I know be, because we don't yeah. even know. I mean, Jim Carrey's not coming back for the next one. He's, yeah. I mean, the, he's, that's a whole thing. And uh, Aubrey Plaza apparently is in negotiations. We've heard to play a villain in there, uh, which is a weird, fun. different, yeah, different, different fun. take. It could be. It could be fun. But, you know, without Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, like he just he was just goofy Jim Carrey back from the 90s again, having a great time. I'm kind of surprised, yeah. even though he's retired, that he wouldn't want to just do that because it looked like he was just having a blast, just reliving his glory days. You know, even though I That's feel like he's always been great. You're retired for no reason when you're an actor. Like, why? Just just take a break. Nobody's judging you. Let's not make an announcement. Oh, I'm retired. Like, just chill. Brian you know, Cranston. Go, do whatever you want to do. Like, Tom Holland. Exactly. I'm going to take a break for a year. Like, nobody cares. Just take a break. Like, take a, just take a break. It, it's not, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think as I'm actors, we, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think as actors, it's, it's kind of a negative, it's looked down upon if we say, Hey, we're not going to be making movies. We're just kind of tired. Cause it's like, you know, the actors like Tom Holland or Jim Carrey are making so much money and people are like, Oh wow. They're, they're so, you know, they get to go, you know, relax and not work. And it's, it just seems kind of uh, elitist a little. And it's like, no, just take a break. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just, you don't no. have to say you're retiring. It's fine. Yeah. Let's normalize we all need that. Breaks. Do, you think, do you think somebody <laughs> is breaks. watching your career so closely that they know that you are doing nothing for a year? I mean, how long are movies in production? You could be shooting right? one thing. movie for a year. So no one, I mean, no one, no one really has any way of knowing unless they're your agent. So let's rein it in. Just do what you do, bro. You know, so yeah. retire. I, it doesn't make any sense, but this is this is a cool universe. I'm I'm digging it that they're actually expanding this way. I was yeah. weird about the, at first, but I'm like, this is sounding good. They're gonna put some time, some effort into it. They're get the right casting, and they're gonna have fun with it. And the fact that Idris is coming back for this is huge. Like, if it would have been somebody else, I'd been like, mm, what's the point, you know? But yeah, you Sonic is great. I the best thing. The best thing. Dot 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 dot. That whole thing. I, I oh, love yeah. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. It was it was it fantastic. Took me a I was like, yeah. Dot 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 dot. <laughs> that was a great. But scene. something else. It was so good. At least. But something else said. Yeah. Well, hey, don't give tails shit, Sabrina. Don't I'm do it. I know you like to. Tails again. If don't, it was don't go that shame. Show on tails. I would be like, I don't think so. Uh, but knuckles, no. I'm here for it. <laughs> she, she's she throws shade at tails all the time, saying he's not. He shouldn't even be there. And I'm like, give tails I'm a chance. Just just give him a chance. He saves the day a lot of times. You got to play those games. You know that. Smart, Saving smart the little, day. Smart little fella. <laughs> I wouldn't a care if it was a Tales TV show. I would not care. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I, would, I, I mean, I'm very much. About. No one would watch that TV show. No, I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody would. But some TV show that everybody's watching is Stranger Things. And Stranger Things 5 is coming back, everybody. Where, you know, they started production. They had to stop because of the whole writer's strike. Again, you know, I feel like we're beating our beating this up but this is how it goes but now we've had an announcement for some new casting linda hamilton everybody is coming in to be a character on stranger things season five now they haven't said exactly what she's actually going to be playing villain hero we don't know a big part though apparently again over that whole uh thing they had over the weekend where they said a netflix big premiere where they're talking about their new projects coming up schwarzenegger actually announced that she was coming in and he's like my good friend is coming in and she's going to kick some ass you know and he he was having a good time just like saying it and then she had a video presentation and she's like i'm coming to hawkins everybody get ready now this is a huge show everybody i mean you think about it 1.35 billion hours of viewing this last season over its first 28 days huge spending 19 weeks at the streamers top 10 rankings this is a huge show for them they're gonna spend some time on it this is the end so it's gotta be great and hopefully, I love her, so I hope that she has a substantial part that means something. I'm guessing the way this show has been, I'm guessing should be military-based somehow. That's what I would think. Maybe she's going to be loading some kind of force in somehow, or maybe trying to stop the kids, or maybe trying to stop Vecna. You never know. But it's going to be interesting to see, and I love that she's coming in. But that's not just me. I want to ask everybody else. Paul, what do you think? Are you a fan of Linda Hamilton, and do you think she would be great going to Hawkins on Stranger Things 5? Dude, I'm so excited. I'm so happy she's going to be on this show. Every time they bring somebody back that's like a badass from the 80s or 90s and putting them in this show, I just know it's going to go well. And I want to see her as a villain. I always see her as the hero, which is great. 
but I kind of want to see that bad side to her. I, I don't think we see enough of that. And hers, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the military thing, because if she's a, a villainous military figure, like, uh, I, I think that would be really fun. Uh, and and Linda Hamilton, I mean, she's she's Linda freaking Hamilton. She's Sarah Connor. Right? I mean, you cannot get better than that for this show. It, it gets me so excited. And I already was excited for Stranger Things the final season. I mean, it's the final season of this this iconic series and what a better way to go out. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you're going to probably hear more and more announcements like this, especially like a big 80s star like she was. It's huge. I love that when they bring them in because there's a little bit of nostalgia to there. That's kind of fun as well. You know, it's like, I, I just love it. like Sean Aston when he was in there too. Friend of the show. I love Sean Aston. Great guy. Um, when he came on too, he was awesome on that. It was so much fun and also very sad arc for him as a character, but a blast. GR oh. loves it too. Yeah, GR. Linda's great. Sabrina, what do you think? Are you excited about Linda Hamilton coming to Stranger Things season five? Or do you think that you're like a little bit like, eh, about this casting? Um, No, I, I really enjoy her. And I think uh, that I think she would be a good villain, uh, as, as you were saying, Paul, because she she was the she is a villain. She's the villain, really, in Resident Alien. I don't know if you watched that show. Yeah. Um, oh, I need to watch that. Yeah. It's actually it's really fun. Um, it's a, a little bit. I didn't weird, know she obviously. was in that. Yes, yeah, she. Yeah, she's she great. Is the main villain, like wow. she's the the boss of the the uh, the bad people. She, you know, she Mario. She's already playing the part that I had in mind for this. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. She's not in it a ton though, and I hope that in this she will you know be more prominent. Um, yeah. I Ty, I agree with you. Congrats, Linda. Yeah. Um, she yeah. also was in that show. I, I don't know what I didn't watch this, um, but uh, that show Claws. It was a, a Niecy Nash led like kind of oh, female. Yeah. Uh, show. Um, she was also in that for seven episodes, um, re oh. fairly recently. So you know, I'm I'm glad that she's coming back on the scene. Uh, I think that Stranger Things is a very good fit for her. Um, I can see her being, you know, kind of a one of the bad guys. I could also see her somehow like maybe being like a Matthew Modine type, like somewhere on that side of of what was going on. Maybe exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it could go. I think it could go either way. Um, but I'm I'm really excited for it. I'm excited, you know, to see how they wrap this up. Um, you know, they there's not going to be any information on on any of this. I don't think until after yeah. the writer strike is uh, yeah. over, because the Duffer brothers are really, you know, throwing their weight behind the writers, and they say that like you know, writing doesn't stop when production starts. So you know, we're taking a pause, and that's that. So I feel like they're just gonna they're gonna yeah. leave this little nugget of joy and then like ride into the night. We won't know anything about it for a long time, but it definitely has me thinking and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. They, they actually stopped production. Like one of the first productions to stop yeah. when the writer's strike happened and they had that whole announcement, which was great. And I think it's great. It's smart. It's, you know, it's supporting the writers because they are writers too. They're a huge part of the whole process. So if it wasn't for the Duffer brothers, there would be no stranger things at all. So they get the process of a writer and how they should be taken care of. And, you know, we do, people need to be able to eat. That's what it comes down to. You need to be able to eat. So it's a huge thing. But I'm excited about this casting. I think it's great. I mean, again, they love bringing these 80s stars in here because it just sets the tone so well. And it's already nostalgia bait as it is. And it adds it even more. And I love it. And everything is great about this. I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. Can't get enough. Can't wait to see how it ends. I know it's going to be a long time until we have to get to see it, it which really is very is unfortunate. Now. It really bums me out. That's like one of the big things that bums me out. But something else we have to wait for is the boys because the boys have finished shooting 
but yeah. we don't have an announcement about when it's coming out yet. It finished wrapping. It's all done. But some details have come out about the boys season four, which is crazy. We're already there. Well, first of all, they're saying this won't be the end because there's going to be more after this season. So four is not the done. That's not it. That's not done. But season four, Homelander's going on trial. Because if you remember at the end of season three, he killed a random person in the crowd who was like yelling about his son, lasered him, blew him into pieces, and everybody cheered for him. So apparently they're going to dive into him going to court. They had a whole little video came out about like support Homelander, tweet about Homelander, show him that you love him, that you support him. He's a superhero. He's your superhero. And he's going to get through this with your support. It's going to be interesting because of what I understand from the comics to this, Homelander Stark is just going to get crazier and crazier. And I can't wait to see it. I, I, I just can't. The first episode is called Kill It or called uh, Department of Dirty Tricks. So we'll see what that even means. It could be fun. They're also bringing in Firecracker and Sister Sage. If you know the comics, they're getting their, their costumes, actually. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's coming in, joining the cast as well. And um, Homelander's back, or Homelander's back, uh, Soldier Boy's back. I'm excited about it. This started in 2019. It seems like it's such a long time ago, but it's really not. And I think that putting him on trial could be fun. Put him on trial, Sabrina. What do you think? Do you want to see Homelander on trial? Will that last long? And are you excited about the new season? I mean, I'm excited about the new season uh, for sure. Uh, I I hate Homelander, and I'm really upset that they didn't kill him last season. <laughs> like, I really wish Soldier Boy would have killed the fuck out of him. He is a disgusting, misogynist, egotistical, narcissist fuck, and I hope he rots in hell. I hate him. Tell I us hate, how you I, really what feel. A great, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't hold it in. Like, I hate looking at his face. Like I just, I just hate everything about him, but that means he's doing an excellent job portraying this psychopath, sociopath, fucking raging lunatic. Um, yeah. but I do, I just, I just, I just hate him. Every time he's on screen, my skin crawls. Like I loathe him. So I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's going to like, he is the star of the show. So he's not going anywhere. Unfortunately, they were cooking up this whole going to be rid of this fucker. Nope, not so lucky. So <laughs> I don't really care about the trial plot point, like whatever. I, I think it's going to be a great season because that's what they do. Um, I'm really looking forward more to uh, more Frenchie in my life and more Butcher well, in my so life. The, those Frenchie. are my two faves. Um, and this firecracker broad looks a lot like Maeve, which is slightly annoying to me, but, um, she also looks like Kimmy Schmidt a little bit. I don't know. I'm not super excited about either, either of these two new people, but I'm the type of person who is, I get, I get very stuck on what I know. And so like you bring a new person and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like that. And then I wind up loving it. So that's just, of course, me being stuck in my ways. Um, I will say this though, like I, I'm assuming that these people are going to be part of the seven because what's left of the seven creepy fuckwad homelander who i hate the most and then the two other most useless superheroes a train and the deep and so yep. they really need well, to a train has his speed back though situation he has his speed back so that might help you never know still but useless, still and i don't care for him so. <laughs> just saying <laughs> Paul, what do you what do you think about about the boys? Are you excited about the new season? And do you think that this is going to be a good arc moving forward for Homelander? Yeah, man, I I grew up on the boys. Like I was reading that stuff in high school or college, one of the two. But I, I've been <laughs> I've been a fan for a long time, and the series has actually outshined the comics, which I thought was impossible. Guys. And Homelander is just so fascinating of a character. Yes, terrible person 
I understand where you're coming from, Sabrina. I, I totally get it. But at the same time, I can't look away. It's like, it's like a, a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and you just can't <laughs> away. And, uh, and, and Homelander is the worst, but he's also, he's the reason the boys exist in the first place. It's, it's, it's really a needed villain. And I'm just. Or I, I, is Soldier I think, Boy the reason they exist? I mean, that's yeah, a good point. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, the whole thing is this, <laughs> this whole thing with the trial is brilliant for a couple of reasons. It kind of reflects what's happening in real life with certain events, with certain people possibly going on trial. Yeah. And it's also just this, this idea of superheroes being accountable for their actions. And that's something we don't see a lot. And I love that the boys are really delving into that and saying, you know, we want to show what would happen if Superman type of character was put on trial and what would happen. And, uh, I, I, I'm glad they didn't just throw that away. You know, at the end of the last episode, it was, hey, uh, you killed a guy. And I didn't want to see them go into the next season ignoring that. And I'm glad they're not you know, making it a super big plot point. And also, isn't there a series coming out before this? Like, it's like yes. they're... Gen yeah, V. It, Gen V, Gen, right, yeah. right. So I guess that would be good to kind of fill in that uh, time before we finally get to the show. So that's something. But yeah, it, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Uh, I mean, it's one of those shows too. I, I, I love the little Ant-Man thing that happened before. I don't know if you ever saw that, Paul, where they were joking about Paul Rudd. They were like, Paul Rudd, why didn't you kill Thanos that way? If you refer to the last season, how the guy went up and explode. And Paul Rudd's like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, right? Can you imagine? It would have changed everything. But the boys went there because the boys can. It's like that, that whole orgy scene the last season, you know? Oh, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it blows my mind, but it's fun. It's great. It's, it's shocking. And all the characters, I love the new characters that come in every season. And it just, I, I don't want it to stop. And when I, when I thought I was going to stop before, I was like, please don't stop. And the fact that the shoulder is just like, no, this is not it. This is just like, we got more to gum. There's more Homelander. There's more, all of this. We have to do this right. So uh, I'm all about it. I'm excited. And I want to see him on trial. I don't think it's going to last long, though. I feel Paul like he's going to kill really somebody in that point. jury room. Paul makes a really good point, though, about mimicking. I feel like they have been doing that all, almost since second season, for sure. Like, that they've been mirroring certain things in, in a distant way. And that if you if someone told you the parallel, you'd be like, oh, shit, that makes perfect sense. Um, and I didn't, like, that second season, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually quite political. You know what I mean? Like where, mm -hmm. where I did not notice that at all. I was like, this is just super gory, like extra R rated superhero shit, you know? Yeah. That, Which was entertaining, like but like there is quite a parallel, like, and, and two current events that are happening at, at the moment when it, when the, when the show is coming out, which you would not expect, like, it's very, it's very smart for that reason. Yeah. They reflect a lot of things. Like I noticed in one episode last season, they went to like, it was like a Disneyland, but it was superhero theme, but everything yeah. was pride. It was pride. And it was kind of like, they're <laughs> just shoving pride down, you know, nothing wrong with pride. It's just that they're, you know, they're kind of marketing off of that. They're kind of like taking advantage of it. And you could tell they were, you know, the company of Vought is like, yeah, we totally support LGBTQ. They want money. That's all they Everybody care about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you can see those <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I love it. You're right. They're like they're kind of like bringing life into this too, and like kind of just mirroring it and having fun with it too, and 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 not holding back. That's the biggest thing. I never want them to hold back because it just it just makes for a better show. And some shows do, and they just you know we don't get there. This deserves to go there. And speaking of not holding back, that leads me to our featured story of the night. All right, everybody, I want to jump into a little bit of Craven because the trailer came out for Craven the Hunter, and Craven's definitely not holding back in this trailer. If you saw it, everybody, if you haven't, watch afterwards. You'll understand what we're talking about. But Craven's like got a bear trap on people's heads, machete to the head. He like bites somebody's nose off, like jumps on them and bites their nose off. And for me, I feel like they're trying to go more into the gore. They're trying to recreate that Venom vibe they did. Sony has already done with that universe. He's now an anti-hero as opposed to just being going after Spider-Man in the comics. They're trying to change a little bit to try to make a, a whole different genre for this character. And Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson looks great in this, actually. I think he actually performs fantastic in the trailer. Russell Crowe's in this, too. I think he kind of works to be his father. But they're changing him to an anti-hero in the whole night. Talking about anti-heroes protecting the natural world. And it's actually in the Morbius universe. So it's going to be in that Sony universe. I'm guessing Venom would still be there too. Still have our Spider-Man. I like the little drop of blood that landed on him and his open wound in the trailer. I thought that was very, very interesting and good to show how he transformed. And uh, the trailer itself I thought was very brutal. And it came out today and I just wanted to talk about it because... You know, Sony's been trying to figure this whole universe out back and forth. They're helping. Marvel's helping, they say. But a lot of their stuff still hasn't done very well. The same thing with DC. It's kind of that same thing. It's like they've been struggling to make it work, trying to bring Michael Keaton in here to be Vulture too. I mean, they're trying to do a lot. So I'm interested to see, like, how this connects to that big universe. And I'm interested to see if it's actually going to be effective where we want another one, unlike Morbius, where a lot of people just don't want to see it. They just want to say it's Morbin time all the time. So I'm just kind of like about the whole thing. But, Paul, you saw this trailer today. What do you think about Craven the Hunter coming from Sony? Is it going to work? You know, that's a great question. I Look, I, I have a bias towards the character uh, as far as, like, I, I, I always, like, I try to adapt to change. And so when a character has a completely different uh, version for the films, I try to be okay with that. This is so different. Like you have a character who's, it comes off as he's not even a villain. He comes off more of as a hero type. And even though he's killing people, even though he's stabbing people, he is the hero of the movie. So I'm a little conflicted about that. I, I, cause I love the villain version of, of Craven. And I want to see yeah. that come through, especially when he's fighting Spider-Man, which he's not going to be doing. And and I had the same problem with Venom. And more so Venom because of Venom having a direct tie to Spider-Man, more so because of the suit and everything. So this could go either way. This could, this could be another Venom or it could be another Morbius, which Morbius was... I, I personally didn't care for that movie. It's more of a time. Uh, it's more of a time. <laughs> I, I I hope I hope it's more Venom. I hope it's even better than Venom, because I actually enjoyed the Venom films. But I I can admit that they're pretty cheesy. <laughs> but I I think this has potential because of the actor, Aaron Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson is phenomenal. I mean, he's even in talks to play James Bond. Like he is oh, always what? just yeah. He's always just stood out as an actor. And it just Elba. 
he is the I I, <laughs> I would say Selbuck, he was younger, uh, yeah. but who knows? Anything could happen. But I think I think with this potential of him coming in and being the lead, that gets me more excited than say the version of the character. So that's where I'm. Yeah. At. Yeah. I I agree. Uh, the Spider Man thing is always gonna be like. You know, the thing in the room, we're always talking about the elephant in the room. Like, where's Spider-Man? Like, how is Spider-Man not in this? Where is your Spider-Man? And then they're trying to change it drastically. I really hope it's not like Morbius because Morbius did go a little bit more graphic. And if you see this trailer, they really kind of went there. So I'm hoping that they don't go too far down that rabbit hole and miss the whole heart of the Spider-Man universe. Sabrina, what do you think about this? Did you get excited about this trailer? Or were you like, we should he not be doing this and they shouldn't be touching this franchise and Sony should just stop? I'm confused. Let's be perfectly honest. I, I First of all, Paul, I commend you for saying that you like to embrace change. Like I'm the exact opposite, which is what I was saying about the boys. Like, I don't want new people like screw you, firecracker. <laughs> I don't know, sage dust, whatever. And I don't think so. Like I, for some reason, like I am the exact opposite of that. So I commend you for trying so hard. Um, that being said, like like you said, this guy is a villain. He's supposed to be a villain. He's one of the more interesting Spider-Man villains, honestly. And so yeah. like looking at it, it it he's they're definitely making him the hero. And like at the very end, like he even says like my father brings evil into the world and and I, you know, rid the world of the evil or some something to that effect basically. I feel like yeah. Mike when I butchered that um Morimoto <laughs> quote. Um <laughs> But basically, he's saying, my dad brings in the evil and I extinguish the evil, you know? Um, so that doesn't really make him seem too much like a villain. You know what I'm saying? It seems like he's undoing uh, wrongs that have been done. Um, Russell Crowe, his dad. That being said, also, hold up. Isn't Russell Crowe Zeus in the Marvel Universe already? <laughs> well, this is different. This, this is the Sony-verse. This is the Sony-verse, yeah. But it's still <laughs> Marvel. Well, no, it, it Marvel's like Marvel's its own thing, and but Sony Spider Man has crossed over into the Marvel, has, has he not? So like, now this a is virgin. a Spider Man. Like you can't just be doing this standalone bullshit. It's what weird. If, what if he still is Zeus? What if he's and also Zeus. this fucking guy? That's a twist. He's the same. <laughs> he's the same person. He's the same well, then person. I would need um, I would need uh, uh, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso to also be in this movie, and then I am. There you go. <laughs> That'd be oh, great. The hell yeah! Hell yeah! I need look, Hercules. Look at Aaron also. Taylor Johnson though. He was Quicksilver, Sabrina. So you're already yeah. like, you know. Yep. Yep. That's there's, true. There's, a, there's a lot. I was getting there, Brian. You cut me off, and that, that was my other point of disagreeing with Paul. He has not always been a great movie star because he was terrible as Quicksilver. It, between him and uh, I mean, what's her nuts, WandaVision, to... I wanted to kill myself during that movie. She had an accent sometimes, other times he didn't. At least he had the same talking voice the whole time. But I was like, oh my God, how are these two in a Marvel movie? I want to jump off a bridge. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And when she came back, I'm like, of all people, we're going to bring this bitch back? She did redeem herself. That WandaVision was amazing. But like, I just... Like with the, I have an accent, I don't have it. Same thing with Scarlett Johansson. She did the same thing with the Russian accent. Like it kind of drives me nuts. Like, and they're like, you know what? That was great. How you fucked that up. Let's bring you back and give you more movies. I don't understand. So <laughs> he has well, become an amazing actor. I think that you are correct. Um, he was amazing in Bullet Train most recently. That was the most recent thing I saw him in. So good in that. Um, he yeah. was either Lemon or Tangerine or one. I can't remember which one, but he was amazing. Um, and I think he will do a great job. It does look a little bit gory and graphic. I personally hate hunting. I don't like killing any animals or watching animals get killed. You know, my Same. grandfather was a hunter. We had like a deer head. I, I just, I don't, 
it, that's not like my world or so I don't know that I would even want to see a movie that is like glorifying that. And then there's like a human person hunting other human people. It's just, it's, I don't know that the, the blurred line between human and animal I'm, I'm not in love with, which I know is, you know, more true to the character than his evil or good. So I don't know. I'm very confused. Let's, I, I'm going to leave it at that. To, very confused. I'm glad you brought that up because that that's a great point. Are people going to turn out for this? If it's going to show animals being killed. I, I, I know a lot of people who didn't want to see guardians of the galaxy volume three because of the animal cruelty in that. And that was a great film, yeah. but but I understand why someone wouldn't be able to sit through that. Uh, so that's a great question. I don't know. That's that. That's the thing. And that's what we've been talking about earlier with the flash too. It's like, that's, that's this whole world, you know, it's like something like that could just throw people off and not want to go see it. And, you know, and the trailer doesn't show any animals die or anything, but I don't know. I mean, he's it, it shows the lion. lion get messed up. Well, yeah. I guess he got messed up, but it, but it messed him up though. It bit him, right? It, 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 well, it didn't mess him die. up. It made him a, a half lion. It made him a superhero, um, anti-hero. Now he's an animal. So now people, now people are going to run out to the jungle or to Africa or wherever to get lion blood, and they're going to see. <laughs> oh, I can be a superhero. Turn a me disaster. into Craven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn me into Craven now. That's how it works. I I just that is not going to work like out well might... for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel it's going to fall into that Morbius world. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm just worried it's going to go that way. And I just hope it doesn't. Cause I am it does always look, cheering does, for, it looks like he's doing a good job. I mean, it looks like it's well oh, yeah. done. I just don't know that it's for me. I kind of wish yeah. he had the accent that his father does. I, I wanted a little yeah. bit of that, just a slight bit of accent because we just had an accent conversation, bro. Like that's not going to go well. We saw, yeah, but... we saw. <laughs> is that what but it is? Craven, that's why I didn't do it. I, again, I always think of Craven and I think of him having that accent. So it's it's more of a character thing and not even the actor. It's just, I, I'm still trying to adjust. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and answer that question for you in my brain is that uh, because he was so young when that happened and he grew up amongst the wild, he lost any sort of uh, parallel mm -hmm. accent wise because he grew up amongst the animals because his dad left. Okay, him. Sony. Oh, that's, okay, that's, Sony. That's my explanation for you. I swear to God, I swear to God, if the vulture shows up for no reason in this movie, I'm done. He's going to. I don't know why. Oh, I feel like he's going to. God. He's gonna fly in at the oh, end. Michael wait. Keaton can't stop him. They had they had Rhino at the end, right? I'm like, can that oh, be Rhino. Paul Giamatti? Is Paul wait, Giamatti gonna not, be Rhino not, again? I it's want not to Paul Giamatti. Damn no, it. no, it's not Paul Giamatti. No, no. I and they're the also his name, but yeah. Uh, Alexander, I, I think his name is, or but he, yeah, 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 and and he, uh, they're gonna go into the fun. whole, they're going into the whole like actually being like a you know kind of like a mutant, like he uses a syndrome or serum and it turns him into a rhino as opposed to wearing a big metal suit like the Amazing Spider-Man two, like Paul Giamatti, which we all saw that. <laughs> I still <laughs> all, don't know how and, I feel about that either because I I, I mean I don't want to see the big metal suit again. But I also yeah. don't want to see a rhino who can turn from rhino to, you know, having a suit of human. armor to yep. human. I, I want to see, I, 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 that's the purest coming out. I want to see, yeah, I want to see the rhino being the rhino where he's stuck in the suit. He can't get out of it and he's pissed off about it. I, I think that's great. And maybe they'll go that route. I don't know. We haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe he'll be. He wanted to like break from the syndrome or you know the serum want to break out, but he can't. And he stuck as like the rhino or something. But yeah, I mean, 
I want the rubber suit. Give me the suit. Give me the suit. Let's go yeah, there. The you know, they always try suit. to overthink it. They want to they yeah. make the lizard. They want the lizard to come back. You know, like, we'll make our own lizard. They'll work. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because they didn't really show much. They showed his arm changing a little bit in that trailer. But we'll see. I, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a chance. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Only time will tell. But Craven the Hunter is coming, everybody. Whether you like it or not, this October, Sony's bringing it to you in theaters and then hopefully on Disney Plus eventually. But you know how that goes. The rights take forever. So go to theaters and watch it. It helps everybody. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight on Cruise Control. We appreciate you as always. Oh, man, Paul Allen Dixon, welcome to Cruise Control. So happy to have you here. It's been great talking to you tonight about the everything, movies, TV, and just uh, your energy, man. It's great. You too. You guys are just amazing and fun to talk to. And I, I'm so honored to be on your show. And I, I hope you invite me back. I'll, I'll be back as much as you want. <laughs> I'd love to have you back. And tell cool. everybody about Film Vets before we go. Just a little bit at Film Vets. Yeah. Check out his program. Yeah, Film Vets is uh, it's a it's run by veterans who love film, and we talk about movies, trailers, TV shows, trailer reactions, and we also talk about film veterans and people in the entertainment industry who were veterans and or are veterans, and we just we're uh, building up and you know getting out there as much as we can, and we just love talking about the same things we talked about here on the show. Yeah, it's so much fun. And I love that we're doing this little cross promotion thing. We'll have to come over there sometime too, if you ever want to have us. Absolutely. Love to be there. Absolutely. You know? And we'll have to have you back here because it was it was a lot for of fun. Sure. I had a great time talking with you. You were wonderful. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And as always, Sabrina, too. Thank you for being here, my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Thank you for being here tonight on Cruise Control. Thank you so much for having me as per usual. I really enjoyed uh, tonight's show because of Paul. I mean, obviously I always enjoy you, Brian, but Paul was a wonderful addition. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy he was here. I'm glad I'm I can happy this even worked out. out. <laughs> glad I can even it out yeah. for you guys. <laughs> we'll have you yeah. back. We'll have you back. Please. But everybody out there, thank you again for watching Cruise Control. As you know, please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, here we go, Paul. Ugh. Tell your friends, tell your family, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your nephews, your brothers, your sisters, that little kid that lives on the street that rides that tricycle by your house and you hate the hell out of them, but you love them because they're cute. Tell them to subscribe to Cruise Control. The lions and tigers and bears, oh my, tell them all. Tell that raccoon that digs in your trash and then shits on your car. Watch Cruise Control because that'd be great. That squirrel that fucks your tree up every day that you hate, but you love and your dogs fucking want to kill it. Subscribe to Cruise Control. Everybody out there, thank you for watching. As always, we appreciate you here. Have a happy Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, we'll see you on Wednesday. Take care. Take see care, ya. <laughs>